Welcome to the Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Martin, and we're back again. A little delayed this week. A little bit. Holidays get in the way. Holidays slash work. So, but we're back. A couple, you know, little things happened this week. Yeah, blues, you know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Not, nothing that big this week with the Blues. Not any big signings or anything like that. Yeah, we're replacing Byron Elliott, you know, so. God. Anyway, we'll get into that later. That's my rant, so we'll get into that later. So we got a big recap of a bunch of games this week, starting with the Winnipeg game um, back on Sunday, November 23rd. It feels like a month ago, doesn't it? It does, because that was that weekend of a like, I had birthday party, and then the next yeah. day was this. So I mean, that was the day, that's the day we knew went to Survivor Series. Yep. Got to see Sting debut. That was, pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. I admit that. So Had a horrible... Horrible, you little girl sitting behind us in the suite. That was that was probably the most annoyed I think I've ever been, like at any kind of event, just because it was the whole time. Yeah. We had, we had a girl that was probably nine, ten ish in that range. I would say so, and just screaming at like a high pitch, like scream, like constantly for no reason. Yeah, like, not a scream like you're excited, but like somebody just a scream you. to be like, let me see how high and how loud I can scream, type of scream. And it was like that constantly for. I bet you every two to three minutes yeah. for three hours. Yeah. And yeah, so that, well, we're at a point where it's like, it's like you, your parents hate you. Oh, <laughs> you're adopted. <laughs> we were like, oh man, a long, that was outside of that. A lot of fun though. So it was a good, it was a good time. Good time. So, um, yeah, four games of review this week after that. Um, we'll just do some, uh, rants and raves. Sure. I had my first Twitter kind of sparring. You thing. did. You had your first Twitter fight this week. I know. I'm usually pretty, uh, uh, you know, like, oh, okay. You know, and like, it's a dude, you know, I mean, it's a Twitter fight, but it's with one of our big fans, so it's okay. You know, it's all it's all fine in the end. I think it's one of those where I was at work, <laughs> and work was going workish. Sure. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, it's Listen. awesome. <laughs> And my other goal Misplaced is, anger. Correct. And another thing I'm going to work on this week. Like and basically. I listened back the other day and I counted. I said basically like 16 times last well, time. Everyone's got a verbal crutches. And that was my huge verbal crutch this time. So basically. Anyway. So basically. <laughs> so. Or yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And we're back to being ranting and raving and doing nothing. So let's talk about the games this since... The 23rd, yes, so that's what we're here for. So, the Blues, uh, me and you were out and about watching this game, and watching split screen, actually, watching this game, and then actually watching the Rams game on the other TV. Yep. So it was very interesting watching two different things go on at the same time. So, first period happens, the Blues kind of seem a little sluggish Seemed to me. Um, Brian Elliott's in net for this one. Or excuse me, he is, is he in there for this one? No, Jake Allen was in for this one. Um, that's the next game I'm looking at. So Allen's in for this one, still keeping about 50-50 splits. Uh, the Blues, I think, were a little sluggish, like I said, to start. 
just having trouble breaking. I see, like I said, we talked about this before. Like Winnipeg and Dallas were these two teams that were not good. I agree, and we constantly like had it's, trouble with them. Yeah, I don't know it, what it always is. seems like we play down to Winnipeg. Yeah, so uh, the first period starts off with a Brian Little uh, going up the middle and uh, scoring a goal on Jake Allen, his sixth of the year from Andrew Ladd and Blake Wheeler. So a top line for uh, Winnipeg getting it done. So first period ends up losing down one nothing. Uh, not really looking that good, in my opinion. Uh, you know, a penalty by Butler early on didn't really help anything, and then they really had nothing going on the late power play either. Um, second period starts, the Blues get a power play after uh, Adam Laurie, who is a uh, apparently a St. Louis native. Sure. Or, or played on the Bandits, I think. Is Maybe what. he's related to the old owners? Dave, no, not Laurie. L-O-W-R-Y. Uh-huh. I thought it was Dave Laurie's kid, is what oh, somebody maybe. told me. I think I, I think I saw, I heard that on another podcast. I'm not for sure. But, uh, so, Jaden Schwartz gets the goal on the power play, his eighth of the year from Steen and Laterra. And Blues tied at one at the 5-14 mark of the second period. Uh, the next, uh, the Blues started to play really well in the second. And pretty much controlled the play and had one breakdown where Petrangelo tried to clear the puck up the center, hits Jim Slater right in the chest, basically. And yeah. Jim Slater uh, is right in the slot. It was a, you know, and Allen can only do so much. And uh, Jim Slater gets his first of the year. Of course he does. Of course he does. With unassisted at the 953 mark. Uh, it was assisted by <laughs> Petrangelo. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> so Blues defenseman. Or the last week and a half, having the basically given assist from Shattenkirk to Cole and Petrangelo. Ironically, not just, Jackman. Yeah, see? Huh? All right. <laughs> Am I right? Anyway, next play. Uh, on the power play, Alexander Steen makes a nice pass to uh, David Backus, and Backus gets his sixth of the year on the power play. Yep. I think uh, five of the six have been on the power play. So, Hey, man, they all count. I know. I mean, it's... I have no problem with that. There's a lot, there's people who make careers of being power play specialists. Sure. Like Dave Anderchuk. Sure. A, is a, if you look at his, I know he was considered like a power play specialist yeah. for his whole career. You know, there's, there's been a lot made this week about the lack of even strength goals that Oshie has and some of these other players. But, you know, it, it, if, if that was a problem and the team wasn't winning games, mm. I would probably be more worried. That I would be. It seems like this team goes through cycles on so and so will be hot, then so and so will be hot. Mm-hmm. Like Terrence goes on a streak, and right. then all of a sudden, and then it kind of you know it, it shifts. And you know, as long as we're putting pucks in the net, and I know that we still believe it or not, despite the fact that the STL line was as hot as it was, are towards the bottom when it comes to goals per game. Um, you know. We're, I don't think we're ever going to be that team that averages five, six goals a game. But if we can average three or four, then that's great. You know what I mean? Because yeah. our defense is, is built to not give up that many. And I would rather win games, you know, three to two, four to three in that range than get into shootouts where, you know, you're winning games seven to five. You know, I just, I, want, style, I love yeah. scoring. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to watch guys put the puck in the net. But at the same time, I, I like the idea of having a average to above average offense 
and a great defense and a solid goaltending core. Yep, I agree. So, unfortunately, me and you had to get downtown, so we left where we were watching the game, and we missed uh, Ryan Reeves, the goal-scoring machine. It's his third of the year, uh, surpassing last year's total, but not his career high. His career high is four. Uh, Steve Ott gets his fourth assist of the year from, and Petrangelo gets another one at the 225 mark. Um, from what I remember, I mean, he's just kind of in front. Yep. It's a goal. So we heard that one as we pulled it into the garage. Yep. And then, uh, Blues had, had a late power play, a four minute, uh, thanks to, uh, Evander Kane with a high stick on Jackman. Yeah. Uh, Jackman, uh, I didn't even see blood on seeing the replay. I <laughs> like, I guess it must have been barely enough to get him. So, uh, so, but the power from what me and you were listening, didn't sound that good. I think it, it, it sounded pretty blues esque. Yeah, so it know. seems like this power play. If they don't score the first thirty seconds, they're not going to score. Yeah, it seems very uh, like this game. They have two goals already, and then they have this one. Then they look awesome on the first two, and then also in this one, they just right. can't figure it out. So they can't do that there. But luckily, Paul Stastny comes through at the nineteen twenty mark. His thirty year an empty net goal from Petrangelo. So now Stasny has more goals, has the same amount as Reeves, so everybody can stop freaking out about that too. <laughs> so um, stars of the game, Alexander Steen, number one, Backus, number two, and Blake Wheeler, number three. And so, uh, all of that. Yeah, so I thought uh, – I didn't, I was kind of surprised. Like Usually we kind of do really well against uh, Pavlik, and he actually played pretty decently. So I was uh, surprised by that. So maybe he's not having a fluky-ish year. Pavlik was by one of my fantasy goalies last year and killed me. Yeah, I, as he does. So, uh, Blues go into Tuesday back at home and they have a recap, uh, a recap, but a rematch uh, against Ottawa Senators. So, the Blues winning on Saturday. Uh, so, what are they going to Blues going to do this time? Uh, the Blues look really good in the uh, first period. Uh, Shattenkirk, you know, winds up getting the uh, at Shattenkirk. It wanted to be in. Ian Cole gets his uh, first of the year during that period, but there's kind of an interesting trend on this game that I thought was uh, I haven't seen this many like waved off goals. Yeah, what the first? At least the first two. Maybe was it the first three? Uh, the oh, first, first two, two. So I'm watching the one where Shattenkirk. That's all I was talking about. Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk took a shot. Latera is going across the crease, but he's not in the blue paint. Yeah, I thought and that was hits, weak. And hits Lenner, and he got Lenner. Kind of, eh, he gives him a little. Enough he that he would jostle him, but he got you know he gave a good like Emmy winning performance there. He did. Uh, so I thought it was very interesting that they called that, and they didn't call a lot of other things. So Blues, I thought, really did well this period. Controlling, yeah, they looked strong, controlling the play. Uh, really good forechecking up on the blue on their uh, excuse me Ottawa's defenseman. Uh, Ian Cole uh, winds up getting the first goal uh, right in front. Uh, Maxime Lapierre is standing there. And he, uh, you know, basically distracts Lanier, and the shot by Cole is kind of a flutterer. Well, like not a knuckle puck, but just like kind of floating in the air. It was goofy looking. Yeah, it wasn't like a hard shot or anything. So it just kind of floated in the air. Then uh, Lapierre with a really nice screen I didn't see it yep. at all. So Cole gets his first of the year at the fourteen twenty three mark. Assist from Reeves and Lapierre. The day after uh, maybe having the worst tweet in the history of the Blues. Correct. That <laughs> was pretty. And if he didn't see that, he deleted it really quick. I guess where he was lived, as some people, obviously a lot of people know, the uh, Ferguson stuff happened again. So uh, there's a little mobilization going on. He took a picture of a tank and said, who's got five stars on GTA St. Louis? Uh, not smart! Not, not, not smart! 
not the best move. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was. I really the way that that happened. Then all of a sudden it was gone. I I half anticipated him to be a healthy scratch. Yeah. So I would, but he uh, he played and scored. He played and scored. So um, yeah, good for him on that one. But still, at the same time, I was like, come on, let's uh, not do that. Yes. It's, it's like you're a professional athlete, and it's in the city you play. On top of that, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of tweets that came out. Also, with side note, before we get back to the game, like uh, Bobby Ryan was, uh, he decided to say, "I'm going to take a picture," and he's put his "Do Not Disturb" sign on his window outside because I guess outside the Ottawa Senators hotel. Oh yeah, the protesters. A couple of the guys said, "Oh, looks like uh, this is going on. Look what's going on inside my window." Take yep. a picture of the protesters. I saw those. Like Mark Mathot, um, yep. Eric Carlson said that, but they were just like, "Okay." Bobby Ryan was like, I'm going to put this do not disturb sign because I need to get my beauty sleep. Yeah. Or something. So on those, I don't have the exact tweaks. I think he wanted, and then he tried, they didn't really apologize for it either. He was like, it was just a joke. I don't understand why you don't get it or something like right. on those lines. And it's like, because it's not a joking matter. Yeah. Cause he, and it's like, listen, man, uh, not the time to do that. Yeah. So, um, another thing, let's go to the second period and then we'll have a couple of, uh, called off goals on both sides. Ottawa has another one called off. And then they have a two actually called off later, another one later on, which we'll talk about. The second period at the 12-5 mark, Alexander Steen walks in and gets his fifth goal of the year on the power play from Paul Stastny and Kevin Shattenkirk. Blues up 2 nothing and pretty much controlling the play and looking pretty good. Looking fantastic. Not in the third period. No. So, um... Everything that happened in the first two periods, the exact opposite happened in the third. Yeah. Eric Condra gets his first of the year from Eric Griba. Of course he does. And Patrick uh, Weinrich at the 7.55 mark. He's pretty much left all alone in this time. And at this time, it's off Jake Allen, who has replaced Brian Elliott after a scramble in front. Mm-hmm. And Allen, uh, excuse me, Elliott pretty much gets his knee bent pretty much the, na- the way it's not supposed to go. Yes. <laughs> to say say it, you know, lightly. Um, he was very upset, and he threw his stick down the hallway and was not happy. And then you could, after that, he had a noticeable limp. Yeah. You could tell that he wasn't right, and he knew he wasn't right. Yeah, and I think, he, and he was having a pretty good, decent game at the time too. He had a shutout going. Yeah. So on top of that, uh, you know, he's just a competitor. So two to one, and the Blues, uh, you know, struggling in their own end. And this is what pretty much what happens in the uh, goal that is scored at the nineteen nineteen mark. Alec Chason gets a sixth no. of the year from Mike Hoffman and Clark MacArthur. Pretty much a shot happens. Jake Allen goes in the butterfly, and it's sitting between his legs. Yep. Closer to, uh, I guess, the skates. And uh, they crashed the net, and then be able to push the puck in, and the goal scored. So Blues, an overtime happens, nothing really happening. A lot of good two-way action. But uh, no, no, Ottawa no hits the post. Who hits the post? Ottawa did, that's right. Yeah, like right off right off the face. Bobby off. Ryan, I think, Yeah, I think did. so. Yeah, so Brian does that. We're going to a shootout. Um, oh, T.J. Oshie, man, struggling this not, year. Yeah, not getting it done at all. So I don't know what's up there. Uh, Steen. I don't know. Do you think it, and they mentioned this in the last the dr- shootout the game. The dry scrape thing. Do you think the dry scrape is, is messed with said, it? He said it like he's complained about it like one time and that, since then I haven't seen anything else. He said he wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. So that could be it. And just like, listen, man, get over it and just maybe, you know, adjust. First so. couple of times and it seems like he's been really struggling. So Steen, excuse me, Oshi, Steen, Tarasenko, the usual All three. Stuffed. All stuffed. Um, Tarasenko has been kind of going through a whole, uh, uh, he goes for the, like the blocker side. Yep, you've been trying that move a lot, and he really didn't get it. Turris and Mike Hoffman were stuffed, but uh, Bobby Ryan goes glove side on Jake Allen and figured out how to spell hustle. Correct, and he gets the win. A lot of guys not happy after this game. So Eric, Carlson, as he shouldn't be, Eric Carlson 
It's number one star, followed by Ian Cole and Alex Chason. Yeah, this is a game that the Blues should have had two points. Yeah, and it was pretty much in their hands, and they only get one out of it. So something the Blues, the effort for 60 minutes wasn't there, which no. is something that... It's been a problem with this team for years. Yeah, which you know, I don't know how to address it anymore. So that's Tuesday. You go into after the holiday, maybe a little holiday break will be nice. Yep. And some stuff happens. So uh, I want to say that I called it immediately. Well, we, call, we talked about it uh, I think. weeks ago, but as soon as he went down... The first thing I did was I texted you, and then I actually copied and pasted it into a tweet. And I said, hi, you've reached the voicemail box of Bartan Brodeur. Yeah. Please leave a message after the tone, and I'll return your call as soon as I can. So the, so we did, that was happening. And then also, um, another thing which, if it wasn't for the internet age, this never would have gotten out. The supposed little tussle between David Backus and Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. Uh, pretty much uh, from everything that I've gathered, it sounds like they were doing a battle drill in the corner. Um, Bacchus was not in a good mood from the game the night before. And I guess Tarasenko maybe high-sticked him or something like to that matter. And and then they're, Look, they're, they're basically pushing, shoving, and they had to be separated by several teammates. Um, the interesting thing that came out of this, though, is uh, what T.G. Oshi said. Which, we'll get into that, but go ahead and say the quote. Well, unfortunately, I don't have the window up. But we'll, to, to paraphrase, he basically said that it's an issue between the veterans and youngsters. Right. The, the, the youngsters not listening to veterans. So here's a lot idea. of people were going off saying, does Terry take off a big head now because he's getting all these goals? Dude, and, I don't think that's it. Honestly, the way I interpret that, is I think that there are people on this team who have leadership roles who are not used to being almost a second-tier player on this team now. You've brought in Paul Stasny, who's a marquee name. Mm -hmm. You have Vladimir Tarasenko, who has taken the NHL by storm this year. And you have Yori Laterra, who has become the Adam Oates to, to Tarasenko. And then you have Jaden Schwartz, who continues to get better. You have these guys who all have hat tricks. They're all the toast of the NHL. Everyone's talking about them day in, day out. National media, local media, everything that you could think of in the world of hockey, no one's talking about. TJ Oshie anymore. Remember last year, TJ Oshie was the golden boy of hockey because of the Olympics. Correct. David Backus, who's your captain. These guys are now support player roles. You know, Alex Steen, who, God, I love Alex Steen, but he's having problems finding the back of the net if you had him a map this year. And I think compared to last year, right? And I think that is the problem you're seeing. I don't think it's that these kids have big heads. I think it's that these guys are producing, and all of the media that used to come and talk to Group A after games are now coming to Group B. And I don't care how heated a battle drill is in practice. There is no reason to drop your gloves with a teammate, let alone your hottest goal scorer. Correct. If you're a captain of this team, you're a captain in the game, you're a captain in practice, and you're a captain off the ice. And you need to be smart enough to know, if I have problems with the player on this team, that I need to go and talk to him. Because dropping your gloves with Vladimir Tarasenko is not the answer. Yeah. 
So, and some other interesting things we'll, we'll, we'll talk about when we talk about the signing as well, sure. which I think might also lead into this issue. Sure. So, but that we'll table that and we'll go into the uh, Edmonton game, which uh, looked pretty good the first period, um, seventeen to three in shots. Uh, yeah, the Blues uh, pretty much dominated this period, and Ben Scrivens, dude, was just playing really, really well. well and now, now, now I see why Edmonton is awful. Remember like, last year, he had what? 59, 59 shutouts? For 59 uh, saves in a shutout? Mm-hmm. Which is the most ever like yeah. for a shutout, so set the record there. Now I see why Edmonton is this bad. Their defense is horrible. Awful. So... In the first period, luckily the Blues break through finally. T.G. Oshie, uh, as we just talked about, gets a goal at the 11.35 mark, his second of the year from Tarasenko and Cole. Great drop pass. Yep. Uh, looks really good. And the Blues uh, go ahead one nothing, Only one nothing. If you if you saw this game, man, it was... It the, should have been 4 nothing. It was pretty much played on. It was The ice was tilted pretty much the whole period. Yep. The first... Uh, Edmonton's two shots came in the first... Uh, Six minutes. Yeah. They didn't have a shot for over 11 and a half minutes. Yep. Which is crazy. And Jake Allen falling asleep back there pretty much. Mm-hmm. Turn that around. Next period. Correct. The Blues pretty much go do the opposite of what they were doing. And Edmonton, I guess, finally decides. This is their, they're playing on back-to-back night. So this yeah. they were in uh, Dallas. Dallas. Dallas or Nashville. Ooh, I don't remember. I, I think, would say Nashville. I th- yeah, I think Nashville. And they played Nashville the night before, so. It took them to overtime. Yeah, so they're... You know, tired bunch, so you yep. got to go in there. Um, they made Justin Schultz a healthy scratch on that on the Nashville game, their which top, is their top defense, and this is very interesting. So they're trying to send a message there. That team is, I said, in, I they're going to blow it. I up. think I said in a tweet today, they're like the almost like the St. Louis Rams of the of the NHL because they just pretend to get all these top picks, yeah, and still. So minus this year, let's take it before they're this. They're the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, really. More I mean, they the Raiders, get number yeah. one picks. Yeah. And, and they can't do anything. That team's going to get blown up. Eventually. Eventually. I mean, they're going to have to because. And this guy who we're going to talk about is on the trading block, apparently. Again, David yeah. Perron scores at the 551 mark. Of course he does because David Perron has to score against Only the his third of the year from Leon Dreisaitl and uh, Jesse. And you won't see. You see the weird looking like dirty mustache beard thing. Well, I think it's I think it's easy trying the. It was the November thing. Whoa, whoa! Is that what it was? Yes, we're good. The 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 peg that keeps you from reclining came out, and I reclined. Yeah, and you went flying. (laughs) So we're good now. Yeah, yay! So and another former blue decides to make it a two to one lead for Edmonton after the Blues pretty much dominated this game. It was score against your former team night. At the 1646 mark, Nikita Nikitin gets an awesome pass on Taylor Hall. Great and pass. Buries a backside uh, pass to him, buries it in open net against uh, Jake Allen, who didn't have a chance. Uh, Nikitin gets a second of the year from Taylor Hall and Wright Nugent Hopkins. The Nuge. So two to one, the Blues down, and a couple of boos, which they deserved after the Absolutely trade. they did. Look, there's. I wish I was a fly on the wall in the locker room for that one. I, I get that every team in the league. You know the old. You can't. You can't be perfect. Yeah, and I get the old saying that you know they're all pros and you know they all know how to play, but there's no reason that Edmonton should have been hanging around in this game with the Blues, let alone winning. The Blues played at the first period. They played there three periods. It would have been like seven to nothing, seven to one. I agree. But 
it wasn't that way. But the Blues luckily respond very early on in the, first, in the period. 31 second mark. Kevin Shattenkirk uh, gets a pass from T.J. Oshie on the point and takes a wrist shot. Does not hit any defenseman and goes Amazing. in. Amazing! His second of the year. Uh, assisted from T.J. Oshie. Tied at 2-2. Two to two. Uh, Blues had the momentum back, playing pretty well. And then the one rush that goes near the other end, the Blues have a little trouble getting it out, and it's in the back of the net. Yep. Mark Arcobello gets a goal, his fifth of the year, at the 355 mark from Taylor Hall, who has another awesome pass. That dude was awesome that game. I One of the few players, like, if they had to rebuild, uh, when they do rebuild again, I, I would keep Taylor Hall. He's one I of, think you have to keep Taylor He's one of the few that has panned out as a number one pick. Like, yes. I've never been a Nuge fan. I like Nugent Hopkins. I think he's inconsistent. Yeah. I think he's not number one. He's definitely he's a solid number two center. Yes. But anyway, uh, New Jump has 10 assists this year, so I shouldn't be saying anything probably. So Arcabello from Taylor Hall and Teddy Purcell at the 355 mark. Edmonton goes back on top again at the uh, 355 mark, 3-2. to two. Uh, Blues have another rush and finally have to turn off the pressure near the end of the midway of the period. On a rush, T.G. Oshie has an uh, give and go pass after Petrangelo. Petrangelo gives a pass, a shot from the point. Oshi has a wide open net and tries to bang it home, but he's covered by a, um, well, gets one shot in. And then as Puck's still loose, Petrangelo follows the play, which is smart. Awesome. That he moved up and then, because I think the Blues are in the middle of change on this. Yep. So he pinched up, Puck was loose, and he buries a pass at Ben Scrivens at the 12 25 mark. His Second of the year from T.J. Oshie, who has a 3.9. So maybe this is the point where you're like, okay, maybe T.J. Oshie's going to start turning it around now. Uh, this is what we need. It was a good game. Yeah. Um, this is the one game where the Blues start to break up the STL line near the end of it. Yes. And I went, so. Well, technically it's an STL line, but not the, what we know. No, we've become. Uh, Alexander Steen was swapped out with Jaden Schwartz. And I think that was more of to get the Berglund, Joachim Lindstrom line going. I think so. Um, we'll talk about uh, line stuff sure. after we go over game recaps. Hitchcock um, loves to tinker. Correct. Uh, and then uh, the man, Vladimir Tarasenko, gets his 13th of the year in overtime from Yuri Laterra oh. and Alex Petrangelo. Turn uh, that dude inside out. Turns Justin Schultz. We just talked about yep. why he got why he sat. Well, we know why, because he can't play defense. Turned him inside out. At the, pretty much it was the Blues on a change, and he got the puck and just – Across the line. Just past the, the blue line. Legs. An awesome shot blocker side and ripped yep. it past Ben Scrivens. And Scrivens, you can just see, he was just dumbfounded. And that guy had nearly 40 shots. Yep. One for him that game. They, they would not have had a point that game. I agree. It went for him. So, like I said, I've always liked Scrivens as a solid backup. I, I think he's know. a solid, yeah, he's. I don't think he's ever going to be. He's a, a Brian Elliott-ish guy to yes. me. Where Very you need a so. solid backup to you with need him. A, if he's your one, you need a 1B. Yeah. So, three stars a game. T.G. Oshie with three points. Petrangelo with two. And Taylor Hall with two points. So, uh, Blues get back on the winning side. You know, on the back-to-back night. Travel to Minnesota, which I was... I got to see none of this because I was in Des Moines, Iowa working yeah. a show. So, I will kind of give a little recap on this one. Um uh, Tarasenko pretty much starting to turn it back up again. Did really good uh, this game. The Blues still stuck with this STL line for a little bit, but didn't uh, not that long. But they kind of went back to the whole Steen and uh, yeah, on that line, and then trying to change things up. Uh, the Blues seem to be going away from Joachim Lindstrom. 
slowly. Do you think that he's trade bait? Because I've, I've heard his name mentioned a few times. I'm almost thinking it's going to be more Payarvi just because they the cap hit and B keep Steen happy because that's his, like his boy or whatever, and he's cheaper. Is? Uh, Lindstrom, they're friends and everything. Plus, he's cheaper. If you're going to have somebody on the bench, you're going to have somebody who's making 700000 Yeah. Then somebody who's making like one point three. Yeah. You know, then that money you can use for whatever. Um, first period of back, pretty much a back and forth game, even in shots. Uh, or excuse me, a little, but pretty much even 10 to, 10 to 9. Um, Zach Parise was all over the place. Parise was all over the place this game. Um, Somebody who I really, you know, I have always been a fan of his, so it, he just proved why he got paid a ton of money. Lots. Um, Jake Allen played really well this game, I thought. But uh, Vladimir Tarasenko in the second period gets a goal with a 10-20 mark, his 14th of the year, um, unassisted. So another, uh, you know, really good play by Tarasenko. Just taking the puck, getting it by uh, Backstrom, who's in after the... They played, and also they played the night before, and they had Darcy Kemper in that game. So we get Backstrom, who is, is a better draw for us at the end of the day. So unfortunately, Blues can't hold the lead at the fourteen twenty six mark. Miko Koivu gets his thirty year from Jason Zucker and Charlie Coyle, and then I think later on, this is when the Parise gets the goal right in front of the net. Mm-hmm. And this is on a five minute power play, pretty much another kind of. I don't know what you're gonna call. I didn't see it, but I heard that it was the- a very light push, in my opinion. At the 1547 yeah. mark, he gets a five minute checking from behind, major, and thrown out of the game. The thing I didn't like about it, uh, if I don't know if you guys see the replay at all, I this saw it. where the play happened and Shanker knew automatically, like, oh, you know, like he didn't mean, like he didn't mean to. It but was, yeah, he knew that he did it. But he it did wasn't it. Like it was a two minute. Like I was definitely like, okay, it's two minutes for sure, just from the way uh, Carter reacted. And, you know, he stopped, and, the, and Minnesota Cameron kind of gave him a little bit of pushing and shoving, but nothing too crazy. Right. The thing that was I didn't like about it was the ref was literally standing probably about less than five feet to the left of, uh, or to the right of Ryan Carter when it happened. Did not raise his hand at all. And, the, and then the back referee blew the whistle. He didn't blow the whistle, and then as the pileup happened, as they finally cleared it up, he pointed to Shattenkirk and then gave him, like, oh, you're out of here. Like, the, yeah. it was very interesting. Like, the guy who's right there didn't call the five-minute major until after the scrum and the, saw the aftermath, which is you don't call the aftermath. You call the, the penalty. penalty. You call what happens. You don't call the guy got hurt off it. That's that's what the player sa- NHL player safety is for. Correct. So, anyway, he's thrown out, and then that's how uh, Zach Parise gets a goal at the 1901 mark where those did everything you know well this time, but it's one of the few times I actually got set up during this power play, and then he scores. Praise day from Ryan Suter and Jason Pomaville. So Blues uh, down two to one going into the third period, trying to reverse their fortune. Um, they're zero four going into this weekend's game, and they came back against Edmonton. So can they come back at this game? And the answer is yes. They come back, and David Backus gets an awesome pass from Patrick Berglund. Yeah, I said it. An awesome pass from Patrick Berglund. Ah! And that can't be. And springs him uh, first, and it puts a shot top shelf after keeping the puck in in the uh, zone. It was a very good play. So back is his seventh of the year uh, from Berglund to fourteen twenty seven mark. Blues ride it out the rest of the game. Get the tie. Go to overtime. Uh, a little back and forth play. Uh, Minnesota has a ton of shots. Thirty seven at the end of regulation. The Blues were. Yeah, I heard that they were just peppering. Yeah. On. 
yeah, Jake Allen, Allen. Jake Allen was all over the place. So really good play. Uh, there's another thing that happened during this game, which I was uh, not a fan of. T.G. Oshie took his, it was literally his first or second shift of the period. Uh, Marco Scandella hit some high to the head. If you remember, last time they were in Minnesota, same thing. Mike Rupp hits him up high and gave him concussion at near the end of the season. And I think that's what screwed Oshie up during the playoffs. I agree. I truly think that he was not himself in the playoffs because of that hit. And he even said that he, you know, passed the test, but he was hesitant in the playoffs. I, it's gotta be, and, and I don't, I, I don't want to, you know, put gas on a fire, but it certainly appears that Minnesota is targeting TJ Oshie. And he, he flat out said it in an interview with, uh, Jeremy Rutherford the next day. He was like, you know, you can call what it is, but I found an odd coincidence that the last two times I've played there that I've had shots up high that have gone after my head, you know, and, Marco Scandella is a guy who's going to be around a while because he's got a big contract the day before that. He yeah. got like a five, four-year, $20 million contract, and he celebrates that by uh, hitting T.G. Oshie up high. It's, you know, there's there's certain things in hockey you just don't do, and the, and one of them is regardless of how intense a rivalry is, you don't go out there with the intent to injure another player. Yeah. And I just didn't like it. Yeah, I, I didn't either. And Marco Scandella winds up getting a fine of about $2,000, basically half of a day's pay. You know what I didn't like even more than that? Which was is the max. The post game comments of Zach Parise. Basically calling the Blues dirty. Well, why don't you cry about it? Saddlebag? <laughs> Correct. And he basically called the Blues dirty, and he's like, they, you know. They go after guys and they're... They're bullies. Yeah, pretty much. They're bullies on the ice. The Blues play, like everybody says, a heavy game. And I'm, Dude, the whole conference, whole division does. Minnesota does. Yeah, Minnesota's one of the teams I think just, just pretty much built like us to yeah. a degree. But guess what? Not happening. So the Blues go into the shootout. Um, and our usual Oshie, Steen, Tarasenko uh, combo. Oshi loses the puck actually on his, makes it easy. Not quite a Dennis Weidman, but yeah, Dennis Weidman one is still classic. I was I was sitting by the glass for that one because I was working there <laughs> for that one. And it, I'm just out of the pick camera too, which is funny. Like uh, when that happens, I'm just like when I watch it, is I know exactly where I was sitting. I'm literally with one row out of the camera shot uh, to see him. You'll see me in my white polo shirt working down there. But uh, Zach Parise comes in, good save. Jake Allen. Stops all three guys. Parise, Koivu, Jason Pomaville. Uh, pretty awesome saves on uh, uh, Koivu and Pomaville, yeah. I think. But Tarasenko goes uh, his shot uh, blocker side, does a little kick, gets back to bite on it. Blues win in a shootout. Again, pretty much a game that he shouldn't have won, almost making up for the whole uh, Ottawa. Ottawa game. Almost. Almost. So the Blues win that game. Um, I say a pretty successful week. And Overall. now, here's the weird thing is, much like uh, Nashville last year, now we do not see the Minnesota Wild again until March. Yeah, which is very odd. So we don't play them four times, and we play, yeah, we play them March, like, 12th or 13th or something like that. Yeah. So, Blues have a, man, a crazy couple weeks coming up. Um, this As of right now, we are recording on January, or excuse me, January, let me go, uh, December 3rd, and they play the Blackhawks in about five minutes. Ooh. And then they go to Nashville the next day. And then after that, on Saturday, they play in New York, which could be an interesting game, which we'll talk about in a second here. Then Monday, 
could be a home debut of the Blues' newest goaltender. Some guy they signed, he's playing on New Jersey. Martin somebody. Yeah, so the Blues might play the Panthers on Monday, and then uh, the Islanders again at home on Thursday. So I'm hoping also to have an interview this weekend um, on Sunday. Uh, our friend Dominic, who yep. runs the Lighthouse Hockey, uh, Islanders uh, is fan website. It's an awesome website. So hopefully have him talk about the game on Saturday and then the upcoming game on Thursday. So we're hoping to have him on if his schedule works out. If not, maybe after the games, we'll talk about the games. Sure. So a lot of uh, things happened this week. So let's talk about all the stuff that happened this week. Uh, The Blues called up and then sent down Terry Limbaum real quick. I saw that. He stayed for like a game. He came up for the Minnesota game because Jackman was considered iffy because he was hurt. And then uh, Bowmeister was not ready to go. Yeah. So uh, we have, I don't know if we talked about it. We did not get a chance to talk about that, but his Ironman streak was broken in uh, the Winnipeg game. So the 737 games. Wow. Uh, so That's crazy, man. So the longest streak in uh, professional and professional sports yeah. in general. So broken. He is, As of right now, he is not playing tonight either. So he's been out for about a handful of games now. And he's looking... Uh, according to the Hitch, doubtful for the weekend games. That's crazy. So he might not even be ready until the Blues come back home on Monday. It's almost like he finally lost and his whole body was like, all right, well, if we're taking games off, just, everything's going to break down at once. Which I'm kind of like, if he is, if it's now, I have happened now. Absolutely. Chris Butler stepped in and done a very good job. I agree. Which, look, that signing, you know, if you go back and listen to our show, I said it was almost as good as the uh, Paul Stastny signing. Yes. Well, once we got the... Later on, Butler was a steal on a two-way contract for only $600,000. That's a total steal. So he's a very good seventh defenseman. That's why we knew eventually somebody would get moved, and that's why Leopold got moved out for yep. some money. And now Chris Butler can easily come in and step in and done a really good job on that third pairing. I agree. So the – excuse me, Blues, Vladimir Tarasenko was named the number two star for November. Of the month. So he has the second most goals – or he tied for – the most goals in a month, the last person to score uh, 11 goals in a month is, back in 2001, the late, great Pavel Dimitra scored 11 goals in a month Wow! last time and garnered a star of the month. So it's been a while. And then the record for in a month is uh, some guy named Brett Hall with uh, 14. Never heard of him. Back in the 92 season. So the Blues had a couple other things happen. Let's talk about uh, Robbie Fabry. Gets to go to the World Juniors camp, basically the invite camp to see yep. if he make the team. So not officially on the team, but he's joined. He's on. A, he might be on a line with some guys like Connor McDavid uh, and some other really that highly dude talented looks guys. Great. Robbie Fabry was on a streak where he scored like a few hat tricks on a couple of games. I think yep. he was up to like three hat tricks in five games, pretty much destroying the OHL right now. So he looks really well. Um, Pulling I, a Russell up in the OHL. <laughs> correct. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> If uh, they pull a Jaden Swartz with them, and, pull him up at the deadline. You know, instead of going out there and uh, maybe acquiring somebody, just pulling him up. Yeah. If he, if he, if they think there's nobody out there worth trading, worth like trading for and giving up assets for, sure, he's an option. And another option came up to kind of today out of nowhere to a degree. I'll, I'll we haven't talked about this yet, but. Uh, Pierre LeBron was talking about the signing, which we'll go into. But brought up about another asset who the Blues might be able to bring back, who's interested in coming back after this year. Uh, the one only Vladimir Saboka was brought up by Pierre LeBron saying that he's having a very good season over there and really wants to uh, 
come back to NHL, but instead he did not want to play for the Blues. But that's all Armstrong did not trade him just in case that's kind of like his bargaining chip. You can't um, hear me because it's not making sounds, yeah. but I'm waving middle fingers all over the place. Correct, he is. I'm done with him, dude. I'm done. I'm done. I, I play, so don't we'll care. Yeah. I, 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 we, and we've said it ad nauseum, and I'll say it one more time. I don't want a player in my locker room that doesn't want to be here. I don't, and I don't care. If you were so unhappy that you took your ball and went to Europe, I'm done with you. Yeah. I'm done with you. I don't care how good you think you are. You're a bottom six forward. True. You know, you're a third liner. Go wherever the hell you want. I don't care. You want to go to Chicago? Go to Chicago. I don't care. I don't want you anymore. And I know that he's a fan favorite, but guys, I'm, I'm begging you as intelligent hockey fans. You guys need to understand that there's more to a hockey player than putting a puck in the net and 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 chemistry in a locker room is a very fragile thing when you have someone like a sabotka who doesn't want to be here for whatever reason be it the money issue you traded away Polak, whatever it was he left it was his choice Stop idolizing, stop idolizing him and stop bashing someone like Patrick Berglund. Berglund, whether or not you choose to admit it or not, gives his all every night and does things that don't translate to a score sheet. I would, I would take Patrick Berglund in this locker room a hundred times out of a hundred over Sabotka right now. I just would. I am done with Vladimir Sabotka. I hope I never see him in a Blues uniform again. I'd be curious if uh, what kind of trade chip he is at the deadline. Like if he's he's if got he, value for sure. Well, if he's one of those guys where you can put in to a deal along with, let's say somebody like Payarvi, you put well, those two, and then you can upgrade that third line right winger. Somehow. Let's look at it. Let's let's look even bigger. If you could package the rights of Sabotka and Martin Brodeur. Mm-hmm. You never know, because basically, you know, as we've talked about, Berger is brought in for the Brian Elliott injury. Yeah. Um, he is brought in to be a stopgate, because Jordan Biddington, at the end of the day, is not ready. He's not your backup. Just because, you, just, I love the, I think, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't give Tyler Atwood credit on this one, but not 100%, because I don't have the tweet in front of me. But basically because you know the um, player's, the, your prospect's name, doesn't mean he's that good, guys. Just because, Correct. just because you know of like Blues prospects and stuff, right? You know, like like Yanni Hakampa, I thought was going to be really good. That dude, not so much. He is not, not even on the Blues radar. He called up yeah. right now, so that's telling you something. That dude's been down there for a couple of years now. Yep. Tyratty, so, Yaskin. Like Tyratty's leading the way in AHL with goals, but I've read scouting reports on that guy, and he's still doing. He's still floating. Yep. Still weak defensively, and he's picking his spots yeah. for goals, and he's been really successful this year with that. And they, they said he still needs work in AHL to develop that. So if people say, well, oh, get rid of – if Lindstrom and Payarvi are being awful, bring Ratty up and let he's him do it. He's not an NHL-ready guy. He's, and because it was on our system, yeah. you need to play two ways. If you can't play two ways, and that's you're not going to be able to do it. Right. And that getting back to what you – that's a brilliant quote. Just because you know Bennington's name doesn't mean he's NHL-ready. Yeah. Um, look, I there's this weird undercurrent with the Blues fans right now that somehow bringing in Martin Brodeur spells the end for Brian Elliott. Yeah, it's very interesting. And that's just not the case. If anything, 
it's an insurance policy because it, it allows Elliot to take a couple extra days or weeks and heal fully. He now doesn't have to rush back because had we stayed with Allen and Bennington, God forbid something happens to Jake Allen, you now have your cup contender team on the shoulders of a guy who's played 15 games in the AHL. Yeah, in one season right. professionally before this. And so this is not a devious way to boot Elliot out of St. Louis. It's not. Everybody knows what this what this deal is, including Martin Brodeur. Yeah, it, it pretty much has been reported by credible reporters, J.R., Luke Horak, um, Andy Strickland, you know, guys who've been around the team and at least know something. Yeah. And that this is, they both sides know it's a short term. Like they said, when it comes time, they'll cross that bridge when sure. it's healthy. But it also, like you said, it gives Elliot time to be like fully rehab, be 100%. Which is back. great. And I would rather have that. I would rather have Elliot sit out an extra two to four weeks and really get back to top form than rush back and hurt himself again in, say, March or April. Yeah, and then you don't have anybody. So basically, the Blues wind up signing um, Martin Broder to a $700,000 contract prorated. Um, he got a couple bonuses. If he's on the roster and sometime in February, he gets $125,000. Sometime in March, he gets another $125,000. Um, for every point he earns the Blues, he gets $10,000. That's a cool deal. So Now, does so that mean... wins a game, $20,000. Okay, so he has to be in the game. Yeah, not just on the bench. You, at every point, he gets the team, and I read right. that a couple of times. So he has to be in nets and help the Every team game that game. he plays and wins, 20000 If he takes them to overtime, 10000 I don't know about that. Well, it'd be a point. True. Yeah, yeah, point. You're correct. Excuse me. So, Blues sign him. That's an interesting caveat to that contract. Yeah, he's going to, from Hitchcock indicated that he feels comfortable with him. Armstrong came out today in his interview and said that he was ready Monday to get the deal done because he felt that comfortable with him yeah. after seeing him in practice. But he wanted to give him the night to, like, are you sure you want to sign with another team because you've been with New Jersey your whole career? You know, it's a big deal. It's a, it's, a, it's a legacy thing. I mean, yeah. does mean the you know like um this is Emmett Smith to the Cardinals yeah or or um you know you'd hear that the NHL um uh, Facebook put out that these guys are the EA Sports a NHL Facebook said these guys look right in these uniforms four of the six pictures were had something to do with St. Louis Blues uh Brett Hall Coyotes uniform correct uh your boy Wayne Gretzky in a blues uniform mm-hmm uh, one surprised me a little bit because I thought he was more well known in this uniform than anything. But Ray Bork in a Colorado uniform? No, but surprisingly, no. Chris Chelios in a Thrasher's uniform. Yeah, it was weird. That was weird. That that ugly Thrasher's uniform. Ugh. Mike Madonna in a Red Wings. Correct. One more, which I didn't think was awkward at all. It's a goalie. It's a goalie. Former uh, Blue. Uh, Curtis Joseph on the Toronto Maple Leafs was the picture. Really. They I was thought that was an odd one because I thought that's more where he was more well known from there than anything else. I yeah, I would say him in in Mont- or in Edmonton would be weirder. Yeah, and I would say Edmonton was a really short time, only like a year, year and a half or so. But he's yeah. the Blues. I say it's in the most years. Yeah, and he went to Detroit, Detroit for a while too. So I mean, yeah. was, I thought that was odd. So Berner signs comes into the fold. Um, I think it's a good thing. So. The Blues have a you know interesting time. It looks like he is going to be in net either tomorrow, December fourth, against Nashville, or Saturday in New York uh, against the Islanders. 
which will be the Blues' last time to visit the Nassau Coliseum, which will be yeah. housing the. Uh, my gut tells me next year. My gut tells me he plays in the in, uh, Yeah, because it's Easter Conference. Blues are done against New Jersey, so that's what. And Abroderi actually came out and he actually said today that made the decision easier because I'm he, sure he doesn't he doesn't think he would be able to play them. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting that on on that game on Saturday, our old friend. Yaroslav Halak will be in net more than likely. Set an Islanders record last night with his 10th consecutive win in a row yep. in nets. And it'll be the first, if he plays, it'll be the first time he's played the Blues. Because remember, he, he opted out the in game the against Buffalo. Washington. Washington, not Buffalo. He was trading Buffalo. Correct. So, he practiced for a day. A summer. day, day and a half maybe. But yeah, so uh, that's about what we have this week. I guess though, I guess we kind of went into the rant already, sort of with the whole Broder thing. It is a good, at the end of the day. It's a great insurance policy and it is what it is okay in last year he did not have the best of years he had um uh, like barely a 90 say percentage point nine zero five for the last two years which is people is on a decline a 2.52 goals against last year but he had three shutouts on a new jersey team that was average at yeah. best so who knows how he looks if I think if a lot of the blue, I, I have more faith. I think maybe in other people in the Blues brain trust and like Doug Armstrong and and Hitchcock that if they see a guy they think is good, um, they think it's going to help the team. They're going to sign him. Not going to sign that guy. Is this in the Laurie era or post Laurie era where we're signing guys to get any kind of name value because yep. we need to bring people into the stands? Trivia um, question: mm-hmm. Name one person on the current Blues roster who's been to the Stanley Cup Finals in the last three years. There, there's one. See, no, no, no. Butler. Right. Martin Brodor. Well, now it is, yeah. 2012. That's it, man. Three years ago, he took the team to the Stanley Cup Finals Kings, anyway. against, uh, against the Kings. So, you know, he's not the goalie that he was. We all know that we are not getting 1998 to 2005 Martin Brodor. But what we are getting is a fantastic mentor for Jake Allen. Mm-hmm. We're getting an insurance policy for Brian Elliott. So and we're healthy. getting a guy who can come in and win you a handful of games until your core is reset. That's all it is. It's all that, it is. And it's that, a great gone. steal. Yep, and after that, he's more than likely gone. You never know. The Blues carry three goalies? They eh, could. Maybe. I doubt it. Look, if, if Brodor comes in and has found the fountain of youth... They'd be dumb to get rid of him. You just put him. You just know, just have him not dress every night. You know. Yeah, you have a, you have a three man rotation where someone's healthy scratch. You're not going to be sending Allen down. You're not going to send. Well, you can't. Ryan Elliott. I mean, that's. I mean, you can't send yeah. anybody down. You I mean trade, and I don't see the Blues doing that because once again, you would back to square one. Yep. Well, know, so. I don't see that happening. I think they they obviously move Rodor. The future is Jake Allen. The present now is Brian Elliott. You you just signed both deals. Yeah. Brodeur will be the odd man out. He's 42 years old, but there's no downside to this acquisition. There's not. Yeah, so there's three there's three other goalies that are brought to my attention in this little Twitter, what's it called, conversation that I had with somebody um, that the Blues could have signed. I'll run these names by you. And only one I would mildly entertain, just because I think he played pretty pretty good last year. Okay. Um, and I'll, he'd be my first one. Uh, Ilya Brzgalov. Okay. I would have been okay with the bringing them in if he was, if he still had it. Had sure. it. He played good for uh, Minnesota last year and wound up making them go past yeah. the first round. So I would have been perfectly fine with that and see how he is. But there's a reason why they're not employed right now. Correct. Tim Thomas. Absolutely not. I agree. Uh, Tomas Bokun. 
No. If he was not healthy, he had blood clots last year. So do you know, Damn near like, died. So that so who knows if you can bring that guy back. That was a guy that somebody was one of our listeners was like mm, harping on, man. Mm, I don't know. Look, I've never been a huge Tim Thomas guy. And any Brodeur. So I have those guys, which who do you want? Honestly. Martin Brodeur. At the end of the day, you want somebody who has the most wins as an NHL goalie. And three Stanley Cups. He has more wins than some teams have their whole like some teams, like I saw Columbus has 345 wins as a franchise. As a franchise, right. He has 688. And how cool is it that he put three Golden Corral chocolate fountains on the back of his helmet? <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> so good. So, uh, that's good. So let's, uh, we'll go on the wrap it up here because I kind of want to go upstairs and finish watching the game. So if you'd like to reach us, you can get a hold of us on our Twitter page at Blues Hockey NHL. If you'd like to get a hold of me and my personal Twitter page, at JPM Blues Fan Twenty One, uh, either one. If you can argue with me about stuff, go ahead. Sure, yeah, I'm I am willing to listen to somebody in rationally. When somebody just tweets that I just said, "Welcome to the Blues, Martin Brodeur," and I get this is BS. Did say BS? Said the full thing. Right. I was like, "Explain, please." Well, the Blues are all against Elliot, and pretty much, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. There's a very weird chip on Blues fans' shoulders. It's like a, it's like everybody's going to conspiracy theory right away, man. It's yeah, crazy. well. I think that because, uh, you know. I guess what happened to Brian Elliott in the past where we right. went with Ryan Miller instead of him, you know, yep. doing all the trade last yep. year. Maybe that's it. I think I, that's probably a portion of that coming Look, out. Look, and I, I'm very vocal that I'm not a, a, a Brian Elliott guy. The guy makes me extraordinarily nervous. Um, but he plays well. Yeah. And, you know, and gets along in the locker room. I can say chemistry is a good man. thing to have. So the guy, look, the guy is your goalie, at least for this year, probably next year. And then Jake Allen three takes over. Yeah, not three years. So I'm sure that's going to be like a weaning thing, like yeah. 50 50 this year. They're going to start making that shift a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but Martin Brodeur is not going to take, um, Brian Elliott's job. Hey man, how just it's not. a future Hall of Famer is like on your team. Like we had the greatest player for three months, only three months. Which sucks. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still awesome to say I still have that Gretzky jersey. Yep. Now there's the que- now the question is, do you get a Martin Brodeur jersey? I don't. I might get a shirt, honestly, just to commemorate it. Yeah. Just to be like, Oh, I got the jersey shirt, it'll be awesome. I might get something. I'm gonna try to go down there and see if I can go down to practice. I've seen people already putting it out there, like having him signing pucks and stuff like that and selling them already, which is sad. I, I I like to just meet. I just want one to have one. I just, oh, I want to meet and have him sign one. That's I fun. want a hockey card. Upper deck. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I but might have some. Make sometime. it. Make one. I know you're going to do it. You made them for Gretzky. And you got even one. longer than now. Maybe one of those rare ones they'll put in a set. You know, as a subset after the season starts. They usually do that with guys yeah. who are trade mid season or something. I like have that. a buttload of Gretzky Blues cards. I, I think I have one or two. Yep. Yeah. So. I have a really well. It was really expensive when I pulled it out of a pack. Yeah. I remember the one that you got it like out of the pack the first time. I was like, "Well, it was a score. I think it was a score. It was mine was a score mine card. was um there was there was this upper deck series, and then like there you know nowadays those of you who collect cards under know this. There's subsets within all the sets of cards. <laughs> so like the odds of getting one of the subset was like one in one hundred packs. Yeah, and then on top of that, the odds of pulling the Gretzky was like one in three hundred of those. So it was like a one mm, whatever that, in whatever like thousand that. chance of yeah. pulling the Gretzky, and I had it. That's awesome. So uh, wrap it up back up. So that's our Twitter stuff if you want to get a hold of us. Also, we're available on Facebook at Blues Hockey Podcast. Just look it up. 
Um, and the cool website, which is functional, like the Death Star. Yes, <laughs> fully operational. So, um, yeah, so we'll go into that, too. Our girl, Melissa, uh, doing very well. A thousand fans! Uh, I just saw before we started, 1,200 she just hit. 1,200 fans! <laughs> I would just say, whoa, that is obscene. So, uh, she would like to thank you all Guess you how guys. many we got? 300-something. 350. Yay, yay! Uh, hey, hey, I'm fine <laughs> with that. So, I appreciate all the support. And, uh, yeah, Melissa... Uh, thanks all of you for going to out her Twitter page and interacting. Hey, Melissa. Correct. Um, oh, yeah. If you want to get a hold of her, she is at STL Melissa Nicole on Twitter. Uh, her Instagram is S, same thing, STL Melissa Nicole. It's M E L I S A Nicole. Yep, one L, one S. Yeah, so get those two up. And it's the same on uh, Facebook, I believe. Facebook, too. So all links are on our Facebook page, blueshockeypodcast.com, all one word. Uh, also, let's see, check, check, check. And the last thing is, thank her for that. She, uh, is doing a very good job of tweeting about us. And we tweet about her. A lot of people interact with her. Everybody seems, everyone seems cool. Very good so far. Cool like Fonzie. I do appreciate that. The Blues have had a. Someone upstairs doing dental work? No, I think it's my daughter pulling a whistle. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what is Something that? like a dentist drill going on upstairs. <laughs> so, and another day in my life. So, um, Brooke Royal, there we go. There back to back to the outline. Brooke Royal, thank you for let's use Blue Blue. Please catch them on iTunes and Amazon. Get the Blue Blue song for ninety nine cents. It's a very good deal. Um, we are. Was anybody portion of your uh, proceeds goes to pay Martin Rodor. Yeah, did you? Are they going to many of those guys be at the show on Friday? I'm sure they will. Yeah, so probably. I say hi to those guys. So, and then uh, they're at Brooke Royal. Excuse me on Twitter. Check them out. So check, check, check. We got everything. We're good to go. Let's go watch the hockey. This is the hockey. Go Blues. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, guys.